That Sober Guy podcast contains adult content, merciless truth, and emotional nudity. Listener discretion is advised. I'm Shane Raymer. You're listening to That Sober Guy podcast, and we help people stay sober. If it's your first time listening, welcome. I'm so glad that you're here today. Our guest today, one of my friends for a long time. So great to have him back on the podcast, Mr. Larry Hagner. Uh, Larry is a friend. He's a husband. He's a father. He's also the founder of the Dad's Edge podcast, um, which I would highly recommend if you haven't checked that out. Please go and do that. And we'll leave all the links from today's conversation in the show notes for you. So it's easy to find. We're going to talk about being a father today, being a sober father at that, being a husband, just being a dude all around. What does that look like? What does masculinity look like today? Um, How do we be better fathers? How do we be better human beings? Uh, The wins, the challenges, all of the above. We're also going to talk about Larry's new book coming out called The Pursuit of Legendary Fatherhood, uh, which is some exciting stuff. So I'm uh, stoked to uh, hear more about that. So pumped for this conversation. I can't wait for you to hear it. Before we get to Larry, uh, just let me give you a few quick announcements here. Do you want to quit drinking for 30 days or more? Uh, With New Year's right around the corner, there's no better time than right now than today to give up drinking for 30 days. See what that's like. What is life like without alcohol? Uh, that sober guy can help you do that with the Quit Drinking Dude 30 Day Alcohol Free Challenge. Uh, that Serbi, uh, that 30 Day Sober Guy Challenge features 30 podcasts in 30 days to help keep you accountable. Uh, along with discussions, worksheets, you get exercises to help men better understand why the heck are we drinking? What does that look like? Uh, we explore new ideas. We share a lot of relatable experience experiences and you become part of the Sober Guy crew of like-minded men looking for freedom from alcohol. So if you sign up now by going to thatsoberguy.com, you get $10 off the Quit Drinking Dude 30-Day Challenge. So be sure to check that out. You can also find podcasts, meetings, all kinds of other resources, once again, by going to thatsoberguy.com and uh, follow us on Instagram at thatsoberguypodcast. Once again, all the links will be in the show notes today. All right, without further ado, my good friend, Larry Hagner. Dude, it's been a while since we've uh, got to hang out and chat, but I'm so excited to have you back on the podcast today. So thanks for taking uh, the time to do that. Yeah, man. You were like a dad edge OG. That's what we call them. <laughs> like the guys who started back in 2016 when we had no clue what the heck we were even really doing. We just knew we wanted to help dudes out, help men, fathers out, and husbands out. You know, we just knew that. And uh, yeah. just creating... I would say when you were part of it, like in the early days, man, it was more like the experimental phase of it. Like, okay, like what do men, we kind of knew what we all needed, but to put it in a structured format and a space and that kind of thing. And and you were one of the guys that, that came on board like super early, man. Yeah. And uh, so it's, it's been an honor, like getting to know you over the past, gosh, it's been like, dude, it's been like eight years almost. I I know it's flown by. It really has. Yeah. And, uh, well with that, and, um, it's, it's such a cool thing to watch grow and to be a part of early on, of course. And you actually introduced me to uh, the first mastermind group. Um, you know, I went on to, uh, we have our own, a couple dudes, um, who meet off and on, um, you know, over, over the last year and a half. And, um, just from that, which, which I kind of headed up, um, and it's just, just some buddies who are kind of all over the place, but, I kind of learned about that from you back in the day and then went on to uh, talk with Aaron Walker, who I know is big in uh, just a great dude, big into masterminds. That's his business. And uh, that, that whole concept of men getting together, whether it's a mastermind or community or whatever it is um, and being honest and open 
and talking about things from being sober to being, you know, fathers in relationships, like all that stuff, man, it's so powerful. And it really opened up a whole new door to life for me. So thank you for that, man. You, you were the, you were one of the early ones who really introduced me to that. So it's pretty awesome to be a part of. I appreciate that, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm a big believer. You know, it's funny you mentioned Aaron Walker's name because he was the first mastermind that I joined. I didn't even know what it was. And once I joined it, I mean, dude, it was $500 a month back in 2015. Yeah. That was like That's a chunk a of change investment. for me back. That's a chunk of change anyway. And I'm like, uh, I was like, Aaron, what? This is before I joined. And the one thing that he shared with me, he's like, have you ever been a part of anything like this? I'm like, no. He's like, listen, if you don't have a tribe of like-minded men who have a similar vision, similar goals, and and men who are ahead of you, right? Yeah. Who can also point you in the right direction, He's like, you are missing out on the shortest learning curve known to man. He's like, so I'm talking in your marriage, raising your boys, uh, in your career, in your business mindset, the whole nine yards. You want to be held accountable to a much higher level and iron sharpens iron. This is where you need to be. And I told him, I was like, I don't think I can afford that, Aaron. And he goes, yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I get that. He goes, but uh, he goes, can I, can I ask you one question? And he's not a salesperson. Like yeah. Aaron does not, did not need my $500 a month. Yeah. He, he became a millionaire at the age of 27. And when I met Aaron, he was 57 and had bought and sold eight businesses. Like he was doing masterminding because he loved it, you know, and coaching. And I'll never forget the last question Aaron asked me. He goes, he goes, all right, here's the deal. I just want you to simmer on this. Okay. I want you, he's like, Larry, I want you to think about something here. I want you to think about where at the time my, my brand was good dad project. I had no clue what the hell, what the heck to do with it. Not yeah. a clue. I just knew I was podcasting. I was like, I want to do something bigger. I just don't know what it is. And you know, I also, I also wanted to improve my marriage and I want to improve my mindset, my patience. And I, I did, I wanted those things. I just didn't know how to get them. And I'll never forget what Aaron said. He goes, dude, he goes, I want you to think about something right now. The headspace you're in, where you're headed, everything that's going on. I want you to think about the Good Dad Project. I want you to fast forward a year from the day you and I are talking. And I want you to think about if you did nothing, nothing. If you got no point in the right direction, no accountability, no map, no blueprint, no one mentoring you, no one showing you the way, where's all this going to be? Yeah. And he could tell, I was like, I was like, wow. Cause all I could think about in that moment was the right now, right? I can't afford this right now. And he goes, I got your wheels turning, don't I? I go, yeah. And he goes, Larry, let me, this is the last thing I'm going to tell you. If you come and do life with us, it's $500 a month and it'll be an hour of your time a week on Monday mornings at 10 a.m. Central. He goes, that's the cost. And there's also a cost to you doing nothing. <laughs> and he goes, and you just got a glimpse of what it costs to do nothing. He goes, call me back in 24 hours with your answer. And he left it at that. And he yeah. did not care either way if I signed up or not. He, I mean, he cared because he's a good man, good faith-based yeah. Christian man, but it wasn't like he was needing me for his revenue, right? I think I looked at the clock. I think 11 minutes had passed. I picked up the phone. I said, I'm in. And that changed my entire life was yeah. that mastermind. And there was no looking back after that. And I understood the power of tribe and accountability and good hearted men who have the same similar vision. I had, I learned more in three months 
mm. in that mastermind than I probably did four years of college. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> I love it, man. And it's gone on to obviously yeah. become the dad's edge, the dad's edge Alliance. Um, maybe for someone out there who hasn't, uh, uh, heard you on a podcast or checked out the dad's edge, just give us like a quick rundown of what it is, what somebody um, might be looking for uh, in uh, in the dad's edge, like what, what would interest them. And then um, just a little background about it would be great. Sure. I mean, so when I first started this journey, um, I think I can speak for a lot of guys out there that, you know, here's the funny thing, right? If you ha- If you're an engineer, you have a four, you have at least a four-year undergrad in engineering, right? And you, you don't go apply for an engineering job, mechanical engineering or civil engineering without a degree in it, right? Yeah. You don't just walk up and be like, oh, I think I want to do this. Yeah, no, that doesn't happen. Uh, when it comes to being a police officer, you can't just knock on the door of your local police station and say, hey, I want to be a cop today. That doesn't happen. It takes 990 hours of training for from go from cadet to officer. Same thing, you know, if you look at the US military, there's at least basic training and that's not even inclusive of what it is you want to do. Yeah. Doctor, eight years of medical, you know, four years of undergrad, four years of medical school, and then two years of fellowship and residency before you can cut somebody really open, right? But when it comes to being a father and a husband, all you got to do is say, I do, and know how to have sex. That's about <laughs> it, right? That's it. <laughs> yeah. And there's not a whole lot of instruction that come after that. And it's really, really crazy how, and here's the other thing too, and it's such a, it screws with your head because you, you know, if you, if you look at those two areas of your life, marriage and parenting, it's, I would say, I would argue that those are the two most important areas for a man. They want to get those things right. Yeah. No matter what. Yet there's the least amount of training in it. So when I was falling on my face over and over and over again, as a father and as a husband, cause I did not know what to do. I finally had enough and I started just researching you know, how do I, how do I become a better father? How do how, or how do I do, how do I be a better husband first? Like, how do I be a better communicator, a better listener? You know, how do I understand my wife? What are, what are love languages all about? Like all these different things that make a marriage work, right? There's four elements to an extraordinary marriage. There's your self-care partnership. That's more the business side of marriage, which is like the roles, the finances, the chores, all that. Then there's friends. You got to be friends. And then there's lovers. Like I actually was on a coaching client on with a coaching client today. I, he's like, I want to, you know, we just had this kid and I want to create this incredible relationship with my wife. He's like, I just don't have the blueprint to do it. I was like, well, what do you think needs to be done? He's like, I don't know, communicate more. (laughs) And this guy's a business owner. I was like, dude, I was like, he's a CEO of a, of a movie theater business. And I was like, when your people come to you and say, Hey man, what's the plan for 2023? I don't know. Show movies, sell popcorn, keep doing what we're doing. Or is there a strategic plan of like, here's our plan for our concessions. Yeah. Here's our plan for our buildings. Here's our plan for our employees. Here's the plan for our movies. And he's like, yeah, we do all that. I was like, you do that in your marriage. He's like, I have no idea what that even looks like. So I mapped that out for him. Got it. And he was just, you could just see, he's like, dude, this is the easiest and the best thing I've ever seen in my entire life as it relates to marriage. And I was like, yeah, this is the map. This is what, so if you were to measure success in your self-care, your partnership, your friendship and lovers, what does that look like? It's like the first time this guy ever even was exposed to like, oh my God, this is gold. He even used those words. This is gold. So there, there wasn't none of that when I first got started. Like I looked all over for like, what do I do? Like you could read books and that was about it. So, you know, and the same 
relates for kids with raising kids. There's a map. And what I will tell you is that I got sick and tired of looking around for it. So I was like, well, I'm just, I'm just going to be a student. Like I'm just going to learn from other people who are ahead of me. Joining that mastermind was definitely a massive help, but starting the podcast was definitely what started in the right direction. Cause I got to have conversations with experts in their field on marriage, on parenting, yours, like, listen, if a guy wants to go alcohol free, it's like, what does that look like? Right. Things like that experts in their field. And then you take those skill sets and you implement them into your journey as a man, husband, and father. And suddenly it becomes very, very clear what you should be doing. But it wasn't until I was completely lost, didn't know what to do. And I got really curious of like, okay, how can I learn this stuff? Yeah. Yeah. That roadmap that you're talking about in like we do it in certain aspects of our lives sometimes, and then we neglect it in other ones. Like Jess and I actually today, um, we met with a financial advisor just to help get on the same page yeah. and but budgeting and all that stuff. And, and one of the things she said, she goes, I work with um, doctors, CEOs, different people who manage huge budgets, but they don't know how to manage their own budget. You know what I mean? And it's crazy sometimes how like that just, reminded me of that with the, with the movie theater example. Like we do that a lot of the time in our work lives or professional lives or different aspects, but then it's really hard for us to do it personally. Um, why do you think that is? I, I think it's, so I think it's a couple different things. You know, we have this expectation of like, well, we've been having kids for thousands and thousands of years. So shouldn't it come natural? Right. And if it doesn't come natural, am I an idiot? Am I broken? Am I this? Am I that? And it's just like, no, man, you just don't, you just don't know exactly what the right next thing is. Same thing with marriage. It's a, this is how crazy things are, man. Like I, like I grew up in a home where my mom was married three times. Every marriage ended in divorce Mm. and every guy she dated ended up in breaking up. Mm. Literally my norm growing up. And even as I say this out loud, I'm like, wow, that was, that was, that was kind of crazy. My norm growing up is the beginning of a relationship means that the end will soon come or it will eventually come. Right. Yeah. I remember my wife when I was in college, thank God she's a patient saint at this point, martyr, probably putting up with me. Like I, I'll never forget it. We dated for seven years. Yeah. And I remember I was having conversations. She's like, do you, do you ever foresee us like getting married? And I'm like, why would we get married? That's the first road to divorce. <laughs> like, wow. come on. Right. Yeah. That's terrible. But, uh, you know, the divorce rate's 51%, you know, and what people, a lot of what people don't tell us is the people that stay together. Two thirds of people who are married are settling or completely and totally emotionally and physically detached from each other. Only one third, only 33% of marriages that stay together can actually identify their relationship as working and it's everything that they wanted. One third, if you boil that down, that's like, I, I can't do the math in my head quickly enough, but it's like 12 to 15% of everybody who walks down the aisle, like 1.5 couples out of 10 that walk down the aisle can actually say, hey, this is good. Yeah. But here's the common denominator. The couples that are happy are the ones that they know that this stuff doesn't come naturally and it comes with work and we have to learn and we have to evolve and we have to grow together and we have to learn these skills and we're open to that, right? So I would say- the reason people don't want to reach out and ask for help is because it's like this stigma of like, I mean, yeah. I don't know about you, but like therapy, thank God, man, oh yeah, has become more the norm. But I remember growing up, man, and even like in college and you know my 20s and 30s, if you were seeing a therapist, 
oh, like, oh God, you yeah, must be crazy. Bad. Something's really wrong with you, right? So I think that there's a stigma around if I need help, then yeah. I must be a really broken person. And that's that's unfortunate because help is where people elevate. The, the highest achievers on the planet, the people who are operating at the highest level are constantly seeking mentors and yeah. people helping them along the way. They don't do it alone, right? Yep. Yeah, it's so good. And I, I bring it, that, that kind of brings it back to the analogy I was thinking of. Like what you have professionals, let's just say a professional athlete, the great, let's, I, I like Mike yeah. Trout. My son's a big Mike Trout fan, right? You don't, you don't think Mike Trout has had some of the most amazing, he's one of the best players in the game, but he's had amazing coaches. He's had people supporting yeah. him. He's had people helping him along the way. He's failed many times along the way. He's got, he's pretty, I don't know how many times that dude's failed actually. It's so damn good. But he along the way, he's um, you know, he's had all of those, all of that support. And maybe there's even on the other side, the psychological, the mental side of it, he brought up um, you know, therapy. I don't know where Jess and I would be without marriage counseling and therapy and yeah. working on ourselves and going through the ups and the downs together. It's uh it's hard. You know, it is, yeah. it's hard someday, but it's, but it's worth it to keep my family, um, you know, in the best place possible and progressing and trying to get better, trying to get closer, all those things definitely have to have some support and coaching along the way and a community too. Um, you know, that was one of the, my, my buddy Ray, he's, uh, he's almost got, or let's see, I think August was a year. So he's got almost a little over a year now uh, without alcohol. And I said, hey, bud, like, and we've known each other since first grade. He's one of my best friends. What was the biggest reason or the biggest thing that you have been able to stop drinking for the year, you know, and however many months now? And he said it was the community, the mastermind I, I talked about earlier, us, us guys in, and the, um, the uh, accountability. Yeah. So without that, you know, there, there wasn't anything. There's was a lot of other things that fall in place around that, but that accountability, the, the ability to bounce ideas off, to get feedback, having people be honest, man, it's such a big, such a big thing. That's what dad's edge is as well, right? You have this, this great community of men who are able to talk about stuff. Yeah. You know, that, that is absolutely correct. I mean, if, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. You know, that, that is really true. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, the cool thing, you know, I've, I've been doing this work now since 2015. So it's, it's been a while, you know, it's been almost, it'll be eight years this year. And I will tell you, man, um, you know, we have about 800 guys in data edge Alliance and every time. So I, I facilitate, we have 47 mastermind sessions per week, Monday through Sunday through Sunday, seven mm -hmm. days a week. And I facilitate one of the calls, our marriage call on Tuesdays. And Shane, there isn't a Tuesday that doesn't go by that I don't learn something. Mm -hmm. I'm facilitating yeah. the call, but we're doing a lot of, you know, crowds, we're, you know, we're teaching skills, of course, but then we do crowdsource wisdom, which basically means we take the best of their experiences and their ideas and the things that they've done and we share them amongst all, right? Yeah. And there is not a Tuesday that passes where I'm like, I didn't think of that. <laughs> and it's it's one of my members, right, who who shares it. I'm like, oh my God, I didn't think of that. And here's the other cool thing. It doesn't necessarily have to be someone who's ahead of you in age, yeah. right? Or ahead of you even in experience. I mean, I've gotten some of the best advice from from dudes in their 20s who've been married for two years or one year. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Or or it's a reminder of like, I've gotten away from that. Yeah. 
I need to do that. Like, and how cool would it be to do that again? Right. And like those types of things. So, yeah, I mean, there is such a power in community. I mean, that's why they call it a master mind, because if you have call it 10 people, right. In a group, all 10 people come from different, 10 different walks of life, 10, you know, several different thousands of life experiences that have entered into their quote unquote brain or mind, right. That they've experienced that they perceive have had failure, have had success. When you get people in the same room that can share that kind of stuff, to use Aaron Walker's lingo, it is the shortest learning curve known to man because yeah. you learn from each other. Yeah. And then the you know the the final thing I'll say is this: um, just by sharing the mistakes, right? If I like, so for instance, I'm new to the teenage world, right? I I now have teenagers. I love being in our virtual masterminds where it's, where it's a teen-based call because now I have a glimpse of what I need to be looking out for based on somebody else's mistake or what they didn't see. I'm like, oh, I need to have that conversation. I need to get in front of that. Oh, I know that's coming. Thank God I learned that. I don't want to be surprised by that. You know, so it's it's a it's a huge learning curve. Yeah. You know, it, it shortens that learning curve so much. I think the the hardest thing too, it, it's kind of, kind of hit on it earlier even is just like asking for help and the the ability to be okay with getting feedback and support and uh, like I didn't know what that was before I met you before I started sober guy like I wasn't I didn't really have any of that I didn't even know it was a thing you know and um it's a game changer in moving ahead and figuring out like who you are as a person too as a man like and being okay with going like, I need some help, which is really tough for a lot of dudes to do. And especially if we're talking about alcohol for a lot of guys, because it's such a, it's such a normalized thing. Like we have beers, yeah. it's what we do. I know you, you recently, um, uh, gave up alcohol for the, for the year, right? Like what, what was your experience and what has been your relationship with alcohol and how has that affected you as a, a father, a husband? That's a good question. So I genetically, my genetics are not my favor. Uh, my mother struggled with alcohol. Um, my dad, you know, he, he says, you know, he, he controls his drinking, like unbelievably. Like, I mean, he, I, my dad doesn't drink that much, hardly ever. Um, but he's been very open with like, well, I could be, if I really, you know, if I let <laughs> yeah. myself do it, I could easy. My grandfather struggled with it, you know, so it, my genetics are strong and my relationship with alcohol has been, I would say, bittersweet, right? So I would definitely say, like, if you look at me aesthetically, I'm a very healthy person, right? Um, yeah. you know, I, I I train every day, I eat right, you know, I'm, you know, I, I'm in I'm in decent shape, you know. And when it comes to alcohol, I was never a, a daily drinker, right? There was um, th- there was something with with my alcohol habit, like that um, that I found that was deep inside me, though a little bit. And I'll explain what that is. So when my wife and I go out on date nights, um, I'll usually drink like two or three drinks with her, right? No big deal. Well, over the past year, I've lost about 30 pounds. And it's because my 14 year old had this bright idea to go to do a bodybuilding show together. So I've lost about 30 pounds and I've kept it off. Well, now alcohol really impacts me a heck of a lot different than it used to at 30 pounds. And, you know, go from 195 to 165, it's going to mess with you a little bit more. And what I found is on the date nights we would have like those two or three drinks would definitely hit me differently and harder. And I'm one of those people where if I have 
a drink or two, like I actually don't realize, like I, I, I drink faster than what I think I'm drinking and all it's, it's, it's then I realize, oh crap, I'm pretty drunk or oh crap, I'm pretty buzzed. I've never once gotten belligerent. I've never had a DUI. I've never gotten angry drunk, you know, like where I'm yelling and screaming and I hit my kids or anything like that. Um, in fact, in fact, my wife always tells me, she's like, I've always can tell when you're pretty buzzed. Cause you just smile and you <laughs> hug me a lot. You kiss me. You just tell me yeah. how beautiful I am. Like yeah. that's, I just get, I'm a happy drunk. Oh, right. It's funny. But I would say the older I've gotten, it hasn't really done me any favors. And I would say, you know, and my kids have never seen me drunk up until this past year. And I, funny thing was, I went to my uh, younger brother's bachelor party. Um, we were in Charleston, South Carolina. The whole family went and I went out with my brother and I came back to the condo that we had rented and I was hammered because drinking with my brother at this bachelor party, like we were, go- we were getting after it. And I took an Uber back to the condo. And I remember before I opened the door, I was like, I am hammered <laughs> beyond measure. Like, and I walked, I was like, okay, I got to play it cool. Got to play it cool. I walk in. And I guess I wasn't playing it so cool because my 16-year-old goes, are you drunk? Oh. Like, you never see me drunk. And I was like, yeah. no. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so yeah. you, you start laughing. But there, I could also tell, though, this is what kind of hit me. I could also tell you, it's like, oh, like there was that level of disappointment that yeah. he saw, like, and maybe some credibility lost. Mm-hmm. And that kind of hit me, you know? And um, I was like, I kind of took a good look at it and we had, so we had this, this year summit in October. I'll fast forward to when we said I quit. Um, I was like, I, I saw this big theme emerging in the Alliance of guys wanting to control their liquor. Right. And then I saw it in the summit. So at the summit, I said, guys, I'm going one full year without booze. Who wants to join me? I had 22 guys who stepped up on stage with me and be like, I'll do it. I'll do it. So we're in an accountability group of 22 people right now. Nice. I decided to extend mine. So it was supposed to be from like basically Halloween to Halloween. I'm like, why would I not just finish out 2023? I'd be two months away. So I'm yeah. doing 433 days. Yeah. Now here's the secret. Do I really think I'm going to go back after 433 days? Dude, I, I'm at day 47 right now. I feel so good. It's not even on my radar anymore to go out. Like I went out to dinner with my brother last night. He had two drinks. I had club soda. It, it's not even on my radar to drink anymore. So at this point I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to go back. So, yeah. Cause I feel good. Yeah. Like why, why, you know, if you, yeah, it, I think it's so underestimated the, the impact it has on physical, mental, obviously just health wise overall. Um, when we don't have to rely on that, whether it's in a social setting or it's to relax from stress. Um, and it's not to say that there aren't times like I've been in times and I, man, I haven't drank in, let's see, over nine years. And it's like, there are times when, and I call it the little, the little bitch setting, the little bitch mode I'll get into where I start having the pity party. Right. And it's like, well, oh, I can't, you know, dudes, so you're, and you, you, I've gone through that, you know, where it's like, oh man, I, and then, and then you think about it again, you go, man, I don't, I don't really need that. It's like, why? What does it do? I've never had anyone come to me and say that they drank a lot and something positive happened. <laughs> Have you ever heard that? Like, I, I mean, I just haven't. So it's like, why? You know? 
Um, <laughs> you, Jim Gaffigan, he's a comedian. I don't know if you yeah. know. Who oh, he yeah, is. yeah. I love him. He's great. Yeah, dude, he's got a joke around that. He's like, nothing good ever happens out of being hammered drunk. He's like, yeah, I went out and got hammered last night and then I built some low income housing. Like, no one does that. <laughs> yeah. What yeah, is dude. the point? Yeah. It's right. funny, man. Um, well, that's, that's great, dude. I love that you had, and I think that your, your, um, 22 other guys stood up. I think that actually says a lot about where we're at just as men out there. Like, I know there's so many dudes out there who they just, they just don't know where to start. They just want to take a break. Maybe they want to see everyone's situations different. Some is, some can be severe. Some can be not severe. It's just like, Hey, I, I would like to take a break. And I would always say like, man, try 30 days without it and see how you feel, you know? And I can guarantee you're going to feel better <laughs> after those 30 days. It might be a little confusing and tough, right. but you're going to feel better, man. And you get so much more done. You're, you're, I feel alive again, you know, after, um, cutting that crap out and it's poison. It's literal poison you're putting in your body, you know? Yep. Um, yeah. And it affects different different people differently. But um, I know uh, we're. I know I want to stay conscious of time here. I know you got a new book coming out, The Pursuit yeah. of Legendary Fatherhood. That sounds amazing. What's what's the deal with the book? Yeah, man, um, it's not out yet. Uh, it's done. Uh, it has been done. The launch date was supposed to be September twenty sixth, but um, my publisher went bankrupt, and thank God I found out six weeks oh, before wow. the book launched. I would have hated to be like, oh, the book launched. We're bankrupt. Yeah, so Dang. I'm glad I found out before I did because yeah. he signed over the the rights to my book. And so I actually hired an agent, which I never thought I'd even say that, which makes nice. me feel kind of important, even though I'm not that important, <laughs> but it made me sound cool. Yeah. But uh, but I because agents have connections to you know publishing houses and I don't. Mm. But she so she's out right now shopping the big five publishers and, and that kind of thing. So we're we're hopeful we're gonna get a book deal at least by the spring. Um but yeah. The pursuit. So it's a totally finished book. Like literally I could go on Amazon right now and publish it. Yeah. Um, everything's done. Um, as far as what, how it's, so it, it's, it's divided up into four parts and it's, it's a, it's a big book, 285 pages. Don't let that scare you guys. I promise it's an easy read. Yeah. Um, but it's divided up into four sections. One is the current state. So like what men and husbands and fathers are just faced with, like what's on our mind and heart, what is in front of us right now, right. That, that we feel that we're against, you know, all these things. The second part is husband. Like, how do we create an extraordinary marriage? I get very specific and very tactical on like, these are the skills right here. And here's how to use them. Right. Cause, and yeah. I wish somebody would have told me this before I got married. The third part is father. I have it divided up in all kinds of sections under father, raising daughters, raising sons, um, you know, how to create environments of psychological safety, or even your teenagers will open up and talk to you about anything like things like that, like very tactical skills and stories and that kind of thing. And then the final one is the 10 pillars of leadership as a man, husband, and father. I have that divided up too. Um, but yeah, very easy read and it's divided up. I wanted to write a book to where a man could take it off the shelf and go to the section he needs right now. Oh, got it. Yeah. I like so that. So that way he's not like fumbling through it and it's all it's story. It's story. It's like, oh, well, if yeah. I want better communication, I can go to this chapter because it's right there. Yeah. Right. So things like that. It's almost like a, like a, a dictionary for men in a sense, like for your <laughs> life, huh? like, like father, husband, um, business leader. leader. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. that's pretty awesome. I like that because we do, I know sometimes I'll pick a book up and I'm like, Oh man, 
this looks like it's really long. <laughs> right. I think, I think where do I start? Books, right. <laughs> guys buy books on no matter how much they weigh. Right. Like it's almost like you go to the grocery yeah. store and you weigh and I got too much. That weighs too much. I'll get yeah. it. Yeah. Let's no, we're not doing this one. Let's pass on that one. Right. Oh, uh, it's good, man. Um, yeah, dude. Well, congratulations on that. I'm, I'm Thank happy you. that you found the, uh, the, the, the publisher that was going bankrupt first too. That would have been a real pain. It's, it's oh, funny yeah. how things work out like that too. Like maybe you were supposed to possibly have an, a book agent the whole time. You know what I mean? It just took that to end up where you're at right now. And that's probably going to be the better route in the long run. I, I would almost bet. Um, so good stuff, man. Congrats on that. Thanks brother. Yeah. Um, well let's, um, let's, yeah, let's wrap. I'd, I'd love to do one of these in chat again, you know, sometime soon, man, if you're up for it, come, come back on. I'm sure we're going to get some questions and, uh, hopefully get some, um, some dudes reaching out with questions or anything for you. Um, if people want to reach out to you in particularly, where should they do that? Yeah. You can send me an email if you want. You just email me at, uh, info at the data edge, uh, is, is easiest way. I mean, everything we do, you can be found at our website. So we have a bunch of free uh, resources right now. Like I've got uh, video training on how to commun communicate better with your wife, uh, getting ready to launch uh, ways you can be more present with your kids. Um, like literally mind, you know, physically, mentally, emotionally, be more present, like tactically, like yeah. no one ever teaches you that. They just say, yeah, just be intentional. But you're like, yeah, well, how do I do that? Um, but everything can be found at the data edge and the podcast, you can find the podcast. Like you could probably age yourself five years. Cause I think we have a thousand episodes to date, um, <laughs> yeah. with the podcast. So, uh, you could literally binge the podcast and probably never end there. So awesome, lots of man. Stuff to find. Yeah. Lots of good stuff. I should encourage you guys check out Larry's work, the dad edge Alliance and, uh, Larry, man, thanks so much for coming on the podcast today, bro. I appreciate you. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you back. Hope some spoke to you today. Share the podcast with a friend. If you're tired of drinking, check out our 30-day challenge at thatsoberguy.com. Connect with us on Instagram at that sober guy podcast. Peace, love, and respect. Keep your blood clean.